1: Welcome to Season 4, Episode 89 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Last week, we talked about the history of America's successful wildlife restoration program. So this week, we are going to dive a little bit deeper and be more specific here in Texas What do all of those numbers mean, and where does that money go, and how is it spent by we hunters and anglers across the state? The National Survey of Fishing, Hunting, and Wildlife-Associated Recreation is sponsored by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and provides information on individuals involved in fishing, hunting, and other wildlife-associated recreation. This national survey reports results from interviews with U.S. residents about their fishing, hunting, and wildlife watching. This report focuses on participation and expenditures of persons 16 years of age and older. Since this national survey is conducted only every five years, we're going to report the most recent data from 2016. Research found that there were 39.6 million hunters and anglers combined. This includes 35.8 million anglers and 11.5 million hunters. Of course, some outdoorsmen and women identified as doing both activities, hunting and fishing, but for purposes of this next topic, we are going to focus on those 11.5 million hunters across the United States. Of those 11.5 million hunters, 9.2 million of them hunted big game. 3.5 million were small game hunters, and 2.4 million were migratory bird hunters. These 11.5 million hunters spent over $26.2 with with a B, dollars, which averages about $2,300 per hunter. This number could fill all NFL stadiums six times over. These 11.5 million hunters is also almost four times the total number of people who attended baseball games at the Los Angeles Dodgers over a full season, which was only 3.9 million in 2019, versus the 11.5 million hunters. Hunters spend more on their activity than the total revenue of McDonald's, which was only 21.5 billion, versus what Hunter spent, which was 26.2 billion. Those 11.5 million hunters is greater than the population of the number one city, which is New York, plus the population of the number two city size of Los Angeles, which only equates to 11 million people. More Americans hunt and shoot than play golf. The average hunter spends 18 days engaged in their sport, which equates to over 282 million days collectively in the woods, fields, and wetlands enjoying their sport. These 39.6 million hunters and anglers spent over $81 billion that year. That equates to $6.75 billion each month, $1.5 billion each week, 221 million dollars each day and 8.6 million dollars spent each hour. That equates to approximately 2,300 dollars spent per person per year. Most people on average spend way more than 2,300 dollars per year on those activities that they love while hunting and fishing. Hunter and angler spending is greater than the revenue of Microsoft, eBay, Google, and Yahoo all combined. Americans who enjoy hunting and fishing outnumber motorsport fans by more than a 2-to-1 ratio. Nationwide, the sport fishing industry supports more jobs than the U.S. Postal Service. Sportsmen spend $378 million on ice. 2.6 million residents here in Texas hunt and fish every year. 1.4 million out-of-state hunters and anglers come to Texas to spend their dollars pursuing our resources. Each year, these 1.1 million hunters in Texas when divided out among everyone spent about $13 on decoys, $16 on their dogs, $22 on other equipment, $24 on heating and cooking fuel, $32 on airplane fares, $33 on bows, 35 on binoculars, 46 on their license, 48 on their guide fees and $60 on their taxidermy. They've also spent about $60 on their ammunition, $61 on scopes, $69 on handguns, $78 on shotguns, $87 on private land fees, $87 on rifles, $90 on lodging, $173 on off-road vehicles, 216 on food and about 260 on their vehicles. So, if you plan to hunt over the next 50 years, you will easily spend over $500,000. Annually, there's about 2.9 million anglers here in Texas. What they spent their dollars on, if you averaged out among everyone, is about $4 on their tackle boxes, $7 on their camping gear, $14 on their depth finders, $14 on their hooks and sinkers, $18 on ice, $21 on guide fees, $22 on lines and leaders, $28 on lures, flies, and artificial bait, and $36 on lodging. These anglers also spent about $43 on live bait, $43 on mooring their boat, $46 on their license, $60 on boat fuel, $71 on rods and reels, $117 on food, $156 on private transportation, 173 on their off-road vehicles, And about $348 on their campers and motorhomes. So if you plan to fish over the next 50 years, you will easily spend over $280,000. But the Lone Star State always shines and comes through in being the leader of all things conservation. The grand total of the number of hunters and anglers in Texas, which far outnumbers every other state, is 39.6 million hunters and anglers, followed by Florida, California, Ohio, and then Pennsylvania. The number of hunters here in Texas takes the lead once again, followed by Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and then Missouri. Texas also takes the lead with our number of anglers, followed by Florida, California, California. Ohio, and Minnesota. The hunting opportunities in Texas are endless. We are a private land state. There's about 97 to 98 percent of Texas that is privately owned. In other words, it's estimated there's about 29.2 million Texans. Of those, about 28.3 million do not have a farm or a ranch there are many other opportunities, including public hunting lands and many drawing hunts throughout the year. If sportsmen and women were a corporation, we would rank number 11 on the Fortune 500 list. To put that in perspective, the movie Titanic grossed $376 million in just nine weeks. The hunting and shooting sports industry generates that much money in four days where this money comes from we talked about this last week on our podcast is by the early 1900s late 1800s there was a lot of unregulated hunting going on a lot of market hunting was happening and there were no limitations on wildlife so market hunting lack of regulations and lack of wildlife numbers plus the destruction of habitat And nationwide, we are losing about 2,500 acres per day due to development. Those two factors alone led to the devastation of many wildlife species. Some of these species that suffered were the beaver, the black bear, Canada goose, the wood duck, the wild turkey, and the white-tailed deer. The passenger pigeon became extinct. During the late 1800s, the market hunters flooded the West in search of fur, feathers, and meat. More and more people flooded into North America to partake in the endless bounty of game. Many wildlife species were on the brink of extinction because of this unregulated hunting and trapping. North American wildlife had their darkest hour in the early 1900s. Sportsmen recognized the need to organize and to protect wildlife and habitat if there was ever going to be a future use for future generations to continue on with conservation. In 1900, the Lacey Act made it illegal to transport game animals across state lines, which ended market hunting. There were leaders that also emerged during this time period. With the presidential appointment of Theodore Roosevelt, the conservation movement made huge strides. Another prominent figure was Aldo Leopold, who is known as the father of wildlife management. One of the most important advancements occurred in 1937. Congress enacted legislation creating the Federal Aid and Wildlife Restoration Act, otherwise known as the Pittman Robertson Act. This was passed by Congress in 1937 and is a partnership between hunters, firearm manufacturers, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and state wildlife management agencies. If you own a firearm or archery equipment for any or whatever reason, when you made the purchase of that equipment, you paid a federal excise tax on that equipment. This was the first time in history back in the 1930s And the only time in history a group of people, hunters, came together, they organized, and they wanted to be taxed on the items that they purchased in order to provide future generations and securing the future of our wildlife conservation. There is an 11% federal excise tax on shotguns and rifles, ammunition, and bows. There is a 10% federal excise tax on handguns. And a twelve point four federal excise tax on arrow shafts, points, nocks, and veins. At the end of every year, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service takes a look at all this federal excise tax dollars that comes in across the nation, and they put it into a formula based on the state's land area plus the number of hunting licenses sold in that state. That money goes into the formula, and every state gets back a big portion of their federal excise tax dollars that were spent that year in their state. These funds can only be spent on hunter education projects and shooting ranges, the reintroduction of wildlife species, wildlife population surveys, technical guidance to landowners, research and communications, and wildlife habitat and management. Thanks to this program, today there are over 45 million acres of land now managed for wildlife. There's over 750,000 students who attend hunter education courses nationwide each year. There's hundreds of public shooting ranges that have been built and over 25,000 biologists and managers working together to help benefit wildlife. In 2019, the Pittman-Robertson program and our apportionment here in Texas totaled almost $31 million. The hunter education program received almost $4 million alone. Not only does this program bring the money back to the state, but it directly benefits the success story of wildlife. Back in the 1930s, the pronghorn antelope numbers ranged about 12,000. Today, there's over 1.1 million antelope. The wild turkey numbers back in the 1930s were around 30,000. Today, there's over 7 million wild turkeys. The elk populations were around 41,000 back in the 1930s, and today they're thriving at over a million. White-tailed deer back in the 1930s had only about 500,000 in existence. Today, need we say more about the thriving numbers of white-tailed deer in existence at over 18 million, thanks to wildlife habitat and conservation restoration. It is a fact that no North American animal has become extinct because of regulated sport hunting. The main causes of threatened and endangered species are number one, urbanization and that loss of habitat. Also, competing with introduced species or exotics, controlled pests if they're naturally rare, if they've had past exploitation, pesticides, illegal killing, and down at the very bottom, the grand total of zero for legal hunting, no animal has become extinct because of that regulated sport hunting. By understanding why we as hunters are able to support conservation, it makes for a better conversation piece when you're talking to people who don't hunt. Because of this excise tax from the Sport Fish and Wildlife Restoration Program, all animals are able to benefit from the land and the habitat and the conservation efforts put forth by biologists and people working to improve the wildlife habitat. Non-game species directly benefit from all the efforts put forth by hunters and anglers in the field of conservation. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.
0: Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tuning to Hunt Stand presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.